Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. So Savvy Souls, I'm sitting here recording this and there's this little symbol at the bottom of the Zoom page. It's a record this on Zoom and it's this little triangle, this red triangle, and it says the word cold. This is like a weather warning that pops up. I just went, I've got this, um, it used to be a three season room. It's got radiant floor heat and I changed the house to increase the ampage so I could heat this room in the winter and it stays pretty warm in there unless the temperature drops really quickly because this room can only adjust the temperature up I think about one degree an hour. And right now I went into that room and it's nine degrees Celsius, which I think is below 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Anyway, it is crazy cold out there. I think the temperature is about 40 degrees lower than it was yesterday. So I'm sitting in my office, which isn't super well heated. And I've got the heating fan running and I really don't want to turn it off even for you. So if you can hear it, I hope you'll put up with that today, but hopefully you can't. So savvy souls, you know what the most amazing feeling is? And I'm not talking about being cold anymore. So the most amazing feeling is, is not looking up at the stars and feeling wonder at the idea that I am composed of stardust too, even though I am, and we all are. And actually, I think that's pretty fucking amazing. And it's not when I'm mid-painting and I'm in full creative flow and the painting is coming together just beautifully, even though that really is the best feeling. And it's not sitting at a table with a group of my friends, eating delicious food and laughing our heads off, even though that feels pretty damn wonderful too. No, the most amazing feeling happens when I'm frustrated or angry or fussing about something that happened yesterday, or I'm filled with worry about some future scenario I've made up in my head. And then I step back and I notice what's happening and I notice the shitty way I'm feeling. And here's the important part. I don't fight with that feeling. I don't try to think differently about whatever I'm fussing about. And I decide to allow myself to feel that way. I accept it. I allow myself to feel the anger and I don't fight it. I allow myself to feel the fear and I don't fight it. I let the energy of that feeling be there without resisting it. I let it be there in my body. And that's the most amazing feeling I'm talking about. It's amazing 
because I've spent most of my life trying to resist these feelings, trying to fix them, trying to make them go away, trying to solve them. I've been trying to stop negative feelings as long as I can remember from the time when I was 25 and I discovered Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies. And that began my interest in self-help books and my constant trips down to the bookstore down below the office towers where I worked for decades as a lawyer and my quest to find exactly the right self-help book that would help me feel happier or better and shift me out of negative thinking. But the thing is, none of those self-help books ever made those bad feelings go away. Not permanently anyway. I think that's the reason I used to fall giddily in love. I've been married a couple of times. I've lived with another man. I've had a few relationships in my time. And I tended to get intoxicated, to fall head over heels in love. I think it's partly because it made the negative feelings go away for a little while in that in love stage when all the world feels blissful. But eventually my partner became human and I became human and I was brought back down to my own imperfect reality and my own imperfect feelings, which I thought I needed to fix. When I eventually fell into the artistic world about eight years ago, after decades of long hours of lawyering, at the same time, I discovered a spirituality in me that I'd never fully connected to before. There were occasional moments of bliss that I desperately tried to hold on to. I didn't want to return back to my normal world of difficult feelings. I tried to follow meditative and spiritual practices that I was learning about so that I could shift more often into the calm, connected, peaceful states of being that I discovered and I wanted to become my norm. And yet the negative feelings always kept surfacing. When I became a coach about five years ago, I learned for the first time all about mindset, about how we can choose different perspectives and feel better without anything in our world needing to change. The mindset work was and is still super useful in many, many ways, because oftentimes a new way of thinking, a new perspective about things really can shift me inside and help me feel relieved or lighter or more confident or more productive or whatever I'm seeking to feel. But yet, even with all my mindset work and knowledge and all my practice with clients, inside me, the fear still arose, the irritation and frustration still arose, the impatience and anger and hurt and sadness and inadequacy still arose. Would I never be free? Until I realized that there was nothing to be free of. I didn't need to make these feelings go away. I didn't need to solve for them. Me feeling shitty did not mean anything had was going wrong. It just meant I'm a human 
living my life. It meant I have an enormous capacity to feel and experience life. It meant some things matter to me. It meant there was something needing my attention. It meant there was something wanting to be heard. I started to allow the feelings to be there, to acknowledge them and feel them, to hear them and to talk to them. Okay, Heather, you might be wondering right now exactly what on earth you mean by talking to them. And when I say that, I really mean a few things. I'm really talking about a process I go through. So first what I do is I notice the feeling and I acknowledge that it's there. If I can, I name it. I'm feeling, hmm, how am I feeling? Oh, I'm feeling anxious now. Or I'm feeling like really, really sad, really wistful. Or I'm feeling kind of nervous right now. And then secondly, even if I can't name the feeling, and also I guess if I can, I allow myself to feel the sensation of that feeling in my body. Anytime we're feeling an emotion, there's a sensation in our body. And so what I do is I locate the sensation in my body. I scan through my body until I feel some area of tension or vibration that's kind of associated with the feeling. Like I might feel a sadness like in my gut or up close to my throat or somewhere. I'm going to notice in my body there's an area of tension or tightness that I know is the emotion. And I talk to it. The first thing I do is I tell it it's okay to be there. So first step is I acknowledge it. And the second step is even if I can't name it, I allow myself to feel it. I locate it and I talk to it and I tell it it's okay to be there. The third thing I do is I stay with it. I don't try to make it go away. I just allow that physical sensation of it to be in my body. I allow it to stay there, to be there. And I keep telling it, it's okay to be there. It's okay to be there. I basically reassure it. Fourthly, if the feeling is really intense or feels significant in some way, or if I feel curious, if I have a sense it's demanding my attention, then I interview it. Okay, that might seem weird, but here's how I do that. What I do is I feel the feeling and then I play both sides. I'm the interviewer and I'm the feeling being interviewed. So I ask it, you know, what is it? What's your shape? What size are you? Are you covering all of Heather's body? Are you just located in one area? Are you moving around? Are you still, what's your texture? Do you have a color? Do you have a name? So I basically treat it as if it were a person and I interview it. And once I have a description and I have a name for it, it usually gives me a name it can call itself. Or if it doesn't give me a name, let's say it said it was like a blue shadow in my chest area. 
I would start calling it blue shadow. And then I would say, hey, blue shadow, what is your purpose in being here in Heather's body? I would ask that question and I would wait for it to answer. And then I would say, do you have a message for Heather? And then I would say, do you have any other messages for her? And when I say I wait for an answer, then I would become that feeling and I would provide the answer. And I have to say, like, even if that feels really silly, it's just something that I do and it works every time. Sometimes the feeling has a lot to say and I either voice record it or I write it down as it's talking to me. And it's really cool when I do that because later when I come back to it, I'm usually astonished at how much good advice I receive this way. I kind of have this daily journal where I do morning pages, like from the artist way, which I'll talk about on another podcast, but just journal whatever is coming up for me, or I do awareness work or identify thoughts, or I take notes from meetings I'm in, or I do these kind of interviews and I write down what it says. I write down my insights from walks. I put everything in a journal and I write it all down. So that's where I would write down this stuff. And that's why I can flip through my journal and come back and see what's happened when I've interviewed my feelings and see what they had to tell me. And so often after the fact, I can see how useful and meaningful it was. And so when I've finished that fourth step, which is interviewing the feeling, the fifth step is short. I just thank it for being there and letting me know what it wanted me to know. And then the sixth step is I relax my body around it. So let's say I had been feeling the feeling in my chest area and it's still I can still feel it even though I've interviewed it. I just relax my body area around where I'm feeling it in my chest. I keep feeling it and then re relaxing the area around my chest. That's it. Sometimes it goes away. Sometimes it doesn't. And I keep letting it know that it's okay to be there. Okay. So this whole process, this six step process moves me into such a state of self acceptance and understanding I always feel a wave of peace and relief wash over me, even if the feeling doesn't go away at all and it's still there intensely. It's just this acceptance of the feeling being there and talking to it and listening to it gives me a sense of peace and relief that is kind of layered over it. It's this whole process of being able to be with all my feelings that really is the most amazing feeling to me. It's as if no matter what happens to me, I can be there for myself. I don't need to resist anything that comes up. I don't need to change anything like I've spent so many years trying to do. It's amazing because it's so freeing. It's so unpressured. It's so achievable. I don't need to fight. I don't need to resist. There's no striving involved. There's no failure involved. All I need to do is allow the feeling. All I need to do is allow what's happening inside of me. And that's it. Savvy souls, 
I'd urge you to try this yourself, even if it sounds really strange. Just go back and listen to the six-step process that I described to what I do for myself and apply it to you the next time you're struggling with a feeling that comes up. And if the feeling is intense, assume it has something to say to you. Even if you feel silly, try out the interview process. So, you know, ask things like, where is it? In your body, what's the shape? What's the color? What's the size? What's the texture? Is it moving? Is it still? Does it have a name? Call it by its name. Ask if it has a message for you. Ask if it's here, how it's here to help you. Always assume it's here to help you. So don't ask if it's here to help you, but ask how it's here to help you and ask whatever messages it has. And sometimes I keep asking a feeling else to do this when I'm with clients, like, do you have another message? Do you have another message? And sometimes it can go on and on. It's really remarkable. And then more generally, just relax into your feelings. Let them move through you. Savvy Souls, if you keep practicing this process, I guarantee you will find it transformational. If you want to try this out with me as your guide, I have a fun offer for you. I decided it'd be really fun for me to conduct a private 45-minute session for free to the first five of you who write to me. If this idea intrigues you, you want to try it out, see if this works for you, send an email to heather at gracedcanvas.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-D as in dog, C-A-N-V-A-S dot com. And tell me that you listened to episode 105 of the Unlikely Artist podcast, and you'd like a free body wisdom session. And if you're in the first five, we'll schedule it up. We'll go ahead, we'll talk to your feeling, and we'll find, I guarantee, some amazing wise things for you. All of you savvy souls, go feel all your feelings. Let me know if you try this method that I've described and discover anything surprising or interesting. Let me know how it feels. I want to hear from you. Okay. See you next time. Love you guys. Bye now. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want. <laughs>